Hey, listening friends, I'm your host and coach, Laura Malone. As an entrepreneur and leader, wife and mom, teacher and creator, I am showing up to share possibility with you and help you find vision and wisdom because you deserve to be equipped and released as the hero of your own story. Coaching really does help you change your life. And if you want to know how to guide yourself and others well, I created this podcast just for you. It's a place where you can grab tools, teachings, and ideas for both personal and spiritual growth, as well as entrepreneurship and coaching, if that's your thing. So as you listen in, I pray I can help you create a legacy of impact and really start writing the story of a life you love living. Now let's jump into today's episode. Well, hello. Today, we are talking about being a Christian entrepreneur, and I think it's really important that you understand if you are a coach or you want to become a coach, what it looks like to be an entrepreneur, especially in the kingdom. So we need to delineate the difference between coaching for a business or a ministry or something like a counseling group, any kind of nonprofit that somebody else is going to hire you as a coach to work for them then you're an employee and you don't need to be an entrepreneur. You don't have to start a business. You don't have to go through all of that legwork. However, if you're going to be a contracted coach, then you need to have a business set up so that they can actually hire your business for you to do the work. But if you are like me and you work for yourself and you are willing to do all of the things it takes to be a business owner, then this episode is to help you be aware of what's in front of you. And I really want to help you build a strong foundation. So I think you being aware of what that means, what it's going to take is important. And if you think that you can be a coach, you're kind of like, I know I can coach. I'm great at coaching. Or I believe I can learn all of the skills I need to do what's in my heart to do, what I feel God has called me to do as a coach. But the whole idea of having a business, building a business, all of the entrepreneurship is overwhelming, confusing, scary, or seemingly impossible, (laughs) then, well, here's what I'm going to tell you. Um, If you don't know what it takes to be an entrepreneur, Well, you're not going to know if you have what it takes for about five years. You're going to have to actually get to the other side and look back and go, oh, look, I did it. I did have what it takes. I think that it's, it's kind of like saying, do I have what it takes to be a parent? I don't know. Ask me in 30 more years and I'll let you know if I think I do or did. It's, it's an area where you're going to have to just step into it, see if you enjoy it. See if you're, you know, committed to the calling as an entrepreneur enough that you're willing to push through the resistance and obstacles and challenges, right? I still don't know if I have what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur in the long run. What I do know is what matters the most though. And one day I will look back and say, look what I did. I know that I'm capable right now of of taking the steps. I know I'm willing to do whatever I have to do to figure it out in the moment. That I think is the most important thing. Are you willing to just try to figure it out? Are you capable of taking the next right steps? That is what I think 
actually, I maybe not qualifies you to be an entrepreneur, but it is definitely a first, a good first uh, setup. You know, it's a good first step to becoming an entrepreneur is just saying, I think I'm capable of taking the next step and I'm willing to try to figure out all of the things that are scary and daunting and unknown in front of me. Welcome to entrepreneurship, right? So first, I want to take a look, a quick look at what it means to actually be an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur is anybody who develops, creates, organizes, and manages a new business, any kind of new business, in an effort that to create value that brings in a profit, okay? So an entrepreneur actually wants to create something that is not yet in existence. And that makes you, as an entrepreneur, a business owner. These are the same things. Okay, every entrepreneur is a business owner. But I don't believe that every business owner is an entrepreneur because you can become a business owner by a lot of different avenues. You could jump in with somebody who was the entrepreneur and built it already, and you can now own it financially and even have some say in it or manage it to some degree. There's a lot of different ways, you know, franchise, buying into a franchise, you can become a business owner, but you're not necessarily the entrepreneur who developed and created and organized something into a new business. It's kind of like gluten. All glu- all wheat is gluten, but not all gluten is wheat. <laughs> I go back to this one a lot. All entrepreneurs become business owners to a degree, right? You, you now own a business. Even if you sell it later, for a minute, you developed, created, organized, and managed something new And in general, a lot of times coaches like us, we are what they call now a solopreneur. We're doing it on our own to the beginning before we develop teams. And then we add maybe a virtual assistant and we get interns, things like that. So the entrepreneur is the one who's going at it kind of first in a a solo way. Maybe you have a partner, maybe you're co-creating this business. But either way, the, the spirit of entrepreneurship is really in the creativity of birthing something that is new, that has never been in existence before. And an entrepreneur must be willing to do these things. They have to be willing to take on the risks, not only the financial risk, but the personal risks. <laughs> There's a lot that goes into it. There's emotional risk and vocational risk. You're going to have to quit your job or spend more time after you work your job to create the business that you want to create. You're going to maybe have to switch careers in order to build this business. And so there's a lot of risk and it's not just putting money up front to make it happen. You have to be willing to grow in your skill and your ability because it's your skill and your ability to do the thing in the business that will mitigate all of the risks that you're going to be taking on. You have to be willing to become a marketer, which means you have to sell things. This is something you have to do. There's no reason to have a business if you're not willing to sell the things the business creates, right? You need to be willing to be a builder. And a builder, it it's required to do a lot of work when you're a builder. 
there's blueprinting. There's, there's a lot of things that you have to create before you actually build something. You have to build with your mind. You have to develop and create and organize something that you're going to build before you actually put your hand to it and build it. But then you actually have to put your hand to, to build it. <laughs> you have to take the, not just the mental action, but you have to take the physical action to bring it into uh, the natural. You have to manifest it by taking action and doing things. And you also have to be willing to become a lifelong learner. An entrepreneur needs to constantly be learning more about business, more about their own skills and abilities that make the business go round and more in the areas of uh, tech, all of the platforms and computer software and social media and how to connect today. And all of those things are going to continue changing as the years go by. So you have to be a learner who is willing to accept that things are going to change and grow. And that leads me into saying you have to be willing to pivot and transition and grow with your market and your audience. If you're not willing to do that, if you statically want your business to stay one way, it's going to hurt you in the long run. You need to be paying attention to what the people need and want because it's all about the people you serve being served in the areas they need and want. And if that changes for them, but you are not willing to go where they go and meet them where they're at, then your business will end up suffering. You also have to be willing to do the work of focus, intention, and commitment. And we're going to talk about in the future um, episodes here, we're going to actually talk about what it looks like to focus on your coaching practice and business, to have intention, the three types of intention, and to really have a commitment to what you're, what you're building, what you're creating. And you have to be willing to do the work, the clarity work about what it is you offer, who you serve, what your core message is, and the results that you deliver. You have to get clarity about all of those things, and that takes time. I'm going to promise you, you don't start your coaching business knowing all of those things day one and those things staying the same a year and five years and 10 years later. It will grow and change and morph into something else. Your vision and your mission will morph. Now, it's important to set your mission and your vision and let it be kind of your true north to go towards, but you also have to let it grow with grace because as God shows you more, because you're just taking action, you need to need to be willing to transition and, and flow and be spirit-led rather than, I set this in stone, I won't do anything else. Well, then you don't give God permission to move in your business because he will always want to do something else because his ways and his thoughts are higher than yours. So you start out with what you ha- what you know in your, in your ways and your thoughts and then you let him direct those. And you also have to be willing to develop strategies to get from point A to point B. And the last thing I'm gonna say is you have to be willing to become a strong communicator as an entrepreneur. You're going to need to let people know who you are and what you do. That's an absolute. If you are not willing 
to do these things, then entrepreneurship is probably not going to be your best case scenario. And I would encourage you to maybe develop your coach skills, your calling as a coach, your training, all of that, but then pursue a company that wants you to be their coach. Pursue maybe a a group of counselors, therapists that want you to maybe be a life coach within their organization or a business that wants to hire you as a a business coach, an executive coach, a management coach, leadership coach, whichever way you want to focus. Maybe you want to be a financial coach because you have a lot of experience in that. Well, go find a company that needs a financial coach. All of these things are real possibilities and you can make great money doing it. You can be really fulfilled, but it's very different than the side of entrepreneurship and having to actually build all of those things for yourself. And it's exciting to be a Christian entrepreneur and do it all with God and not work for somebody else. But there's a common saying that says, I quit my job working, you know, 60 hours for somebody else to work 24-7 for myself. (laughs) As an entrepreneur, you work at any time of day, any day of the week, any day of the year because of what needs to get done. And it takes a long time to get to a place where you're actually set up for just all of your processes. If your business is your full source of, you know, income, if it's, if it's a hobby, that's completely different. If you just like coaching people and it's your hobby, then you don't have to put as much into it, but you're also not going to make money and you're not going to have as great of an impact on as many people if it's something that you're just doing on the side because you like it. But you can also be a coach inside of a ministry or a nonprofit or a church. You're going to have to go find them. And not everybody is fully aware of what's possible within their own business and ministry and nonprofit that having a coach inside of the, and that for them, for their team members and for their volunteers and their employees A lot of people don't know how beneficial that could be for them yet. So you might need to develop the language about what you can offer them in order to do that. So I think there's a lot of different ways you can go about it. But as an entrepreneur, some people are really made for it naturally and gifted in it. Some people are called to it and and a little bit scared of it, but are willing to do what it takes to develop the skills that may not be natural, but can be formed. And then some people, it's just not what they want to do. And that is perfectly okay. You do not have to be an entrepreneur to be a successful coach in any niche. There are people out there who could hire you and help you uh, grow your practice inside of their business. And they can handle all of that risk, all of that Um, marketing, all of that, uh, the personal, emotional, and vocational risk, right? So if that's your way, please be encouraged that it's possible. You might just have to go out there and tell people it's possible. You might have to go find people and say, you know what I could do for you? You don't even know that you need this, but I will point out and help you see where you could, where I could be beneficial for your business. 
I'm going to help you see how you're lacking this or that inside of your ministry, but having somebody as a coach inside would be really helpful. Okay, well, to wrap it up, I'm just going to remind you, do a little recap here. An entrepreneur is somebody who develops, creates, organizes, and manages a new business in effort to create value that brings in a profit. Now, when I say profit, I'm saying even if you're a ministry or nonprofit, you can still you still bring in a profit to some degree in some way. You're creating values for a specific group of people, and it brings you a profit, even if it, that profit just covers your overhead and helps you develop more programs to serve the people you serve. Either way, whether you're for-profit or non-profit, that is essentially the definition of an entrepreneur. And what an entrepreneur entrepreneur needs to be willing to do is to take on the risk, grow and in, in skill and ability, become a marketer, builder, and lifelong learner, willing to do the work of focus, intention, and commitment, willing to do the work of gaining clarity about it all and developing a strategy, and willing to become a strong communicator so that the world actually knows what you offer. Because if nobody knows what you offer, there's no reason to have a business. If there's no reason to have a business, there's no reason to be an entrepreneur. So therefore, I bless you in your entrepreneurship calling and journey if that's the way you're going. And if you're going a different direction, I bless you to be able to find somebody who is the right fit to work for. And I think both of them are really valid, um, honorable ways to be a coach. Just one is going to give you different kinds of challenges than the other, and they're both going to give you different kinds of benefits than the other. All right. Okay. Next time we're going to talk about some scriptures about being a Christian entrepreneur and business owner. And I look forward to meeting you over there in that episode. I so appreciate you as a listener. And if you are looking for a community of like-hearted believers who love all things coaching, be sure to jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group. Do you think you might be called to become a certified Sterling and Stone Life Coach? We'll learn more about the Greenhouse course where you can get trained in just 10 weeks to start building the foundation of your coaching practice. All the links you need are in the show notes. Happy story making.